Good morning. It is Monday, February 6th, and I put the wrong date. I tried, I changed the date on YouTube Live, but it might, you might see two. Um, look for the recording date um, or the time frame that it was on. So, uh, where are we? <laughs> the, the, the markets are, went a little crazy last week. I'm going to look at SPY right here on a um on our algorithm on our four hour algorithm since we have two we have a 65 minute and a four hour uh on youtube you're taking a look at trendspider right now trendspider is the platform that i trade on over the weekend i did post on youtube an hour-long presentation with uh, david yokum from trends trendspider on an overview what you can do um, what they recommend, things that blew my mind, like um, unusual options activity per stock, um, you know, seasonality. We talked about uh, an EMA, uh, eight eight day EMA that cross up on a sixty five minute candle uh, algorithm, which has just been blowing my mind. Back testing that a little, um, but as far as buy goes, where are we? You still have confirmation above this nine day. Um, on a four-hour chart, if we go to a daily, which is typically what most algorithms look at, you've still got it above that nine-day. You just had a, a golden cross of the 50-day over the 200-day. Um, the MACD is pretty high. The RSI is at 63. You do have an upward trending volume perspective, um, and you have a pretty good volume shelf at 400, uh, if not 405. You're at 412. It looks like the market is going to open a little bit down, uh, not significantly down, but you do have options here. And, and I do think that if you're in this market, you don't get out of this market. The gap here between 403 and 408 has been filled on the way up. The next gap that I see here on the daily is 419 to 421. And that is back from August. And before that, I just don't see a lot of gaps. Uh, I don't know that we're going to the, the, the January highs from last year of 480. I don't know if that's in the cards because Powell speaks tomorrow. And so what happened Friday was the jobs report was super, super strong. Um, <laughs> uh, the European Union uh, folks have been saying all weekend, we think that the U.S. is in for the soft landing. Uh, everybody that was predicting a recession um, and, and a hard landing, meaning that we would go into a recession in the second half, is now kind of stepping it back a little bit. It'll be interesting to see what Powell says on tomorrow. Um, and all eyes are on that. Make no mistake about it. All eyes are on that one because um, if he says that, uh, hey, the jobs report was strong and we have to keep it in our eyes, you might see a pullback of this market. If he says something where we'll just take a look at the data, you might see exactly what you saw, uh, which was last week during his speech, where the market took off by 2 and 3%. Um, you know, it, it'll be interesting because anytime he speaks, the, people are just looking at it. So uh, I wanted to make sure people know that tomorrow he will be speaking. Today, what we get? We got Tyson Foods. Um, I'm sorry, TSN uh, is the symbol. Tyson Foods. And I looked at this one. Now, mind you, Tyson Foods is a shitty uh, uh, food processor. Tyson Foods is a shitty employer. I am not a fan of this stock whatsoever, of the company whatsoever. 
the stock, I was kind of looking at it and it's got all of these gaps up here. Um, it's high, it's basically low food prices are cutting into their margins, high cost, and they've had to cut their food prices just to keep uh, volumes up. So they're kind of in this, this realm. They announced 85 cents per share. That's half of what they made last time in November. And even in November, all you saw was it covering between 60 and 70 for the entire quarter. Well, today it's opening up at about $60 per share. Um, I always say any reaction in the market is an overreaction. I think you could play this between 60 and probably 66, uh, but wait to see what the action is. Um, if we look at our 65-minute uh, time frame, uh, which is day trading on uh, TrendSpider, this is the 60. What you just saw was the four-hour, which doesn't have you in. The 65-minute doesn't have you in, uh, but it might. And you can see a gap down here between 62.27 and 62.51. And if you're opening down here at 60 and that gap up there is there, you might get a 3% gain because, again, any reaction in the market is an overreaction. I just watch the action first. Um, but Tyson Food is not one that you necessarily want to, um, you know, trade. It's just... It doesn't have a great, um, you know, trading ability. It's a shitty food company, but they announced earnings. I figured I'd bring it up. Uh, weekly stock picks this week. Uh, I was just looking at this one. It is Goldman Sachs. Symbol is GS. And so if I look at it from a, a four-hour standpoint, first we'll look at it from the traditional algorithm that I have that if you sign up for TrendSpider, I give you access to. Um, it is based on a MACD strategy, but you can clearly see here this gap between 366 and 372. It was hit on the four hour. You're in at 351 and you're trading up near 370 right now. Um, that is pretty high. <clears throat> Your RSI is at 63. Your um, MACD is still moving up. Your volume's kind of trending down. So I'd be a little bit careful of this one. Your volume is trending down. You have a dividend X date of March 1st. If we go to the day trade, remember, this is my weekly stock picks weekly pick. So he typically buys on a Monday and then sells sometime during the week. He has his stop losses in so that if it's down more than I think 2 or 3% or 5% somewhere in that neighborhood, he'll sell out of it. He does have an option strategy as well for the same pick. Um, this one on a uh, 65 minute candle, you can see it's lost its mojo. It got you out with a 1% gain uh, on Friday. You bought in on Friday at 9.30 and you had a 1% gain. It got you out before you got back down to the 365 level where you bought it at. So I would expect this strategy to get you in at some point in time. If you are trading this one on a weekly basis, I would say use the 65-minute candle on the 8-day EMA. I, if you watch the hour-long video uh, on uh, my thing, you can see on TrendSpider, David goes over how to buy, how to set up your 65-minute um, algorithm. He gives that one away. Uh, mine, my algorithm, I'll give it to you when you sign up using the, the code uh, DSP25. Um, but uh, Goldman Sachs is the weekly pick. On a personal note, I wanted to bring up I was reading something about Enphase, E-N-P-H. This has been a monster stock for, uh, I think, 2022. It was a monster stock. 
Uh, so far in 2023, hasn't been a super monster stock. You've been up a, a good amount on it. Um, but the four hour, let's look at the four hour chart so we can see kind of where the trend's going. You can see it turned over here in December. Uh, again, this was a monster stock in 2022. Uh, you went from, let's, that's just June. I mean, let's go back to uh, kind of January here. In January, you were down here at 126. You closed the year at um, 300. So you doubled your money. Now, mind you, Enphase is a solar energy play. Um, it is a company that creates solar panels and other solar uh, uh, infrastructure um, that, that goes on to homes. And one of the things that they came out with is a bi-directional charger, and it came out this weekend. That means you can essentially use your EV and charge your home. So uh, say you have solar panels and you have a battery pack, um, and your battery pack runs out, and you want to continue powering your home because you're on an extended time, well, you can go and just plug your home into your EV and your, now your car is powering your home. Uh, interesting thing, don't know that it's necessarily going to move the needle. It's for the elite folks who have um, you know, Teslas and uh, battery packs and solar. Um, they're becoming less and less elite. Uh, and more mainstream, but with the um, Inflation Reduction Act heavily, heavily putting money into solar and renewable projects, I would expect that to be part of the, uh, hey, I want to put some stuff on my house and I'm going to get reimbursed by the government for it. So uh, the algorithm does have you buy in here at 215. You're at 222. There's a little bit of button hook on this one. Um, the 50-day is moving down. You did have that death cross here on January 10th. Your RSI is coming from 21. Right now, your RSI is at about 50. It's in no man's land. The, um, the, the MACD is crossing up. Their earnings are coming out this week, February 7th, uh, tomorrow. So it'll be interesting. I, I think they make that announcement. I kind of liked it. Uh, one that we've talked about a lot on here, and when I looked at our pre-market movers on investing.com, uh, it showed up, is Faraday, FFIE. And FFIE, uh, the, the four-hour algorithm has you in at 32 cents on January uh, 5th. Uh, you've almost four times your money to $1.07. You just got your golden cross. Uh, on February 2nd. So last week you got your golden cross. It's above its nine day. Um, does it reclaim $3? It could. I mean, that was just in August. So, I mean, I couldn't find anything out about this company. All they have are renderings. Um, it's a, some people are really believing in it. Uh, but it, I, you know, it's got some gaps down here, but they're all below the 200 day and you're above the 200 day. So until it moves down to 57 cents, I don't think these gaps are as big a draw. I, I don't see a lot of gaps above it um, from a near-term perspective from last year from June. But I do see in, June, in July when it popped up to $6.15. So it might be an interesting play. Now, mind you, the RSI is at 69. This is a stock that has seen a bump up in value, it, it, I'm sorry, bump up in volume here ever since July 6th. It's become a retail trade. So beware of the rug pull. Um, and that could absolutely happen. 
Uh, I am stuck in a natural gas uh, contract with Gas South, and Boyle has started to move up. Uh, you saw a green candle here in the afternoon. It still does not have confirmation. It is still on a downward trend. Um, that 50 day is just moving way too far down. You do have a gap here at about 1289. Uh, you've got a gap steps all the way down here, but you have no confirmation above that nine day. You have a, a rise, rising volume in this, but most of those are red and those big ones are red. Uh, and we, we talked about this that this one probably is going to $2. Uh, that's where the trend on the long term was. If I think it's on the weekly. Um, I think I guess I took it off. Um, but yeah, it, it, it could absolutely go to down to $2 just based on the trend. So KOLD is still your play. If you're in KOLD, I've been saying L, all of, you know, the, the whole time we've seen KOLD move um, ever since 1740. I mean, I've been screaming with all these gaps, take your profits, take your profits, take your profits, but you're still above that nine day. If you got in here at $17 and you're now at $67, be happy. Uh, don't be upset that on Friday it hit 70 and that you didn't sell at 70. The RSI is at 76. I would not buy either one of these stocks, Boiler or KOLD, um, because you're just praying at that point. You're not playing anything that makes any sense. Uh, for the oils, if you wanted to play oil, UCO is a uh, levered uh, oil for crude. Uh, this one has no confirmation whatsoever. It's on the downward trend, but oil today is at 80 bucks. So this one could move. I think it's between 25 and 30 if oil moves up. Remember, oil is 100% um, government manipulated. Doesn't matter which government it is, it's 100% government government manipulated. And so right now, the one that has the confirmation is SCO, which is, was tra our algorithm got you in at 23.30, and it's at 27.56 right now. And this one has confirmation. Uh, the RSI is super high up at 72. So I would not trade this one. I, well, I shouldn't say I would not trade this one. I probably would just wait for a, uh, a movement on... Uh, UCO. Do not try and time it. Uh, if you're trading it, trade, or, uh, trade it on smaller candles and try and scalp it. These things move really, really fast. Um, a couple of earnings this week. Disney is having their earnings with this week. Uh, if you've noticed, Disney has been in an upward trend all the way from 87, which is December 29th, where algorithm got you in. It's up at 110. You've got a button hook going on here. And their earnings are February 8th, so it's Wednesday. And I think it's post-market, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, it's post-market. So I don't know what to expect from Disney. Um, it's the first time that Iger is going to be uh, holding since he's come back. Um, nobody really knows the plan, per se. The 200-day is at 98. So you're well above the 200-day. Um, you have gaps underneath the 200-day. The next gap that you need to fill is 118, above, 118 to 120, which is above. Um, your gaps below are all below the 200-day because this one was filled on the way up. So I, I would say, hey, if you want to buy Disney at 110, even though the RSI is at 65, I don't think it's a bad play. I wouldn't buy 100% of your allotment. So say, for instance, you want to buy $100 of Disney, um, even though it's 110. 
I'd put 50 bucks in. I'd probably put 50 bucks in here at 110 because I do think that you have the ability to go back to the 140, 130. Because if we look at the longer term of this and we just look at a weekly and we go back to pre-pandemic, uh, this was $144 stock. So at 110, you're not crazy buying this. Now, here's the problem. You have a lot of debt with this company and there is some restructuring that needs to go on. So this one's an interesting one. Eh, I, I'm not personally in this, but it is in our core portfolio, I think. Um, no, I don't have this in the core portfolio. I probably should. This Netflix, Paramount, and Warner Brothers with streamers, probably should have them in there. I've got Apple as part of the streaming, um, but they're not a huge player in streaming. Uh, one that uh, Niche, I hope I'm saying that right, uh, why don't you look at his PayPal. Their earnings are coming up uh, February 9th. I think it's post-market. They usually do post-market. Yeah, post-market. Uh, the RSI is super high, uh, 64. The MACD crossed up. Uh, it had a secondary cross up right about here on February 1st when it was selling at 80. Uh, the algorithm got you in at 68. Uh, there is this gap down here between 71 and 73, which worries me because this one uh, is a huge mover typically on earnings. Um, you can see the earnings on this one. They just kind of moved down and then moved down um, and then shot up. I mean, essentially, you went from $71 all the way to 91 back in November. Then you slowly slid down to 68 <laughs> which is the buy that we had. Um, and now you're at 85 I hold this at about $200 per share. Uh, I have not played this one correctly. Um, if we go to our 65-minute chart and we run our 65-minute chart on this one uh, to kind of quote-unquote day trade into the earnings, um, remember, 65-minute uh, is uh, uh, seven candles in a day. So you have quite a lot here up until February 9th. But it got you out uh, with a 3% gain. And you kind of see that button hook a little. So it would really, let me see what they're trading at um, in pre-market since the market was Friday. Um, PayPal in pre-market is at 83. So it's down slightly. Uh, I think you're taking a breather. And I think you could probably cover this gap down to 83 today. Um, and the, I, I think you probably pull back to this volume shelf. Um, if we pull back our volume shelf to this, this big gap here that is between 71 and 73, uh, you've got a volume support level at about 80, 81. So uh, as it pulls back to 83, <laughs> um, that's where you're put, seeing a, a, a semi-volume shelf right there, but you've got this big uh, volume shelf here, which should provide support. If you get below 76, you're going to 73. So I, I think that one is an interesting one um, you know, to day trade into earnings because I do think that this one could be a big mover. They could shock. They absolutely could shock. So let's go over some scans. One that showed up on a scan, and again, this is on our four-hour algorithm. So this is one that you don't need to sit there and look at the charts. You don't need to sit there and watch the stock on a daily, uh, like, you know, oh my God, I've got to look at it. Remember, it's two candles per day uh, on the four-hour. So SDOW, S-D-O-W, which is an ultra pro short Dow 30. So there's only 30 stocks. It shorts 30 stocks. 
it got you in at 2521. Uh, let's see where S Dow is in the pre market. Um, I think it's going to be up. Uh, S Dow is at 2546. Um, and that's where it opened up at. So 2545 is where it's at right now. 2521 is where the cross up happened. You do have this gap that hasn't been filled between 28, uh, 2841 and 2860. So you could go up to that, that kind of, I, I, I wouldn't call it out of the question to go up there. Um, I don't think that you're getting to the 200 day, which is a 29, which would be a what? 20% move. Um, that would be big if the, the stocks were down that much. But SDAO is one that crossed up. The only other one that I saw that crossed up that is worthwhile bringing up, and I scan the energy sector, I scan the S&P 100, I scan the NASDAQ 100, I scan the Dow, all 30 stocks, I scan all of our watch lists, our core portfolio, our energy names, our levered ETFs, our low-cost vanguards, and our spider sectors. I do all of that. And the only other one that crossed up is JP Morgan. And now JP Morgan is within this ascending triangle. Uh, it crossed up. It's a secondary cross up. It got you in at 139 on January 26th. You're trading at 140. In my mind, this is too expensive for this stock. I think you'll see a pullback here. Uh, you've got a gap down here that has been filled, but I think you pull closer back down to 130. I don't think 140 is crazy for this one because if we look at JP Morgan, uh, on the, the PE level, they're at 11. Their book value is 86. So they're trading well above the book value. They're up 5.21% year to date. They've got a 2.84% dividend, um, which I don't think is coming up. No, they just passed their dividend next date. So you don't really have that as a, as a, a mover. Um, Deutsche Bank downgraded them January 6th to 145. So it's trading right around there. So while I don't see a huge upside, I see more downside than upside. Um, when we look at some of the, uh, the, the, the insider sales, you did have a director buy, but he only bought $50,000 worth. I see a large amount of million-dollar sales here, January 17th uh, at 140 So I think they're saying, hey, this is a pretty good price at 140 We're not sure if it's going to go higher, but at 140 I'm willing to sell, you know, 10, 15,000. Mind you, these are multi-millionaires who are selling 1 million, 1.6 million. They're basically selling some of their allotment of shares that they probably have at a cost basis of like, you know, $50, $20, or they might be RSUs, uh, which have just vested um, at significantly lower prices. So they're doing it in January to probably diversify their portfolio. It's not huge. I don't think it's a knock on the bank, but at 140, I'm probably not putting money in. So there's your, uh, you know, I'm gonna keep it nice and short this today. Um, you, you, just be careful what you're trading. I mean, we had a great, great week. Uh, Tesla uh, is, let's see, they're up three percent again. Um, the the, if you were one of the few, I was one of the few who bought in on Elon Musk's tweet of uh, 420. Uh, the stock at this at that time was trading, I think around, I got in, it was at 240. And then when it opened up after halting for news, um, it went to 380. And I bought in at 380 thinking, you know, 40, 420, 
that's a nice 10, 15% move. I'll buy in. Elon Musk has done really, really well. Let me buy into this one. So I bought in uh, once it opened up and he, he said, well, I'm kind of joking about that one, blah, blah, blah. And it halted multiple times. Um, uh, but it got to 380. Then it halted and went down to 280. Once it kind of came out that he might not have funding, um, you know, that it was more like a, a joke kind of thing. Uh, but if you held on to that, um, today that equivalent stock is somewhere near about a thousand dollars. So shareholders made out the lawsuit was given up. Um, you know, he testified in it that he actually did have funding. He could have gotten funding, blah, blah, blah. He gotten a lot of, but it's up 3%. And if we look at Tesla, um, you can see you're in at 119 on the algorithm here. Um, boom. You're crossed the 200-day. This is on the four-hour. Now, if we go to the daily, I don't think you're above the 200-day on the daily yet. Uh, now, the daily's at 230, but this cap right here at 250, that's within range. I don't think that's out of the question. Uh, what he's going to do is he's going to announce another price increase on the Model Y, and, and they're just going to be able to make money. Uh, you know, you saw Ford couldn't keep up. They had to reduce the pro the the price of their um uh their Maki, and now they're losing money on the Maki. So he's got the auto industry by the balls, I think. Um, one that is coming up, by the way, that is on our um our core portfolio is Simon Property Group, and it is today after the market closes. SPG is one that I'm a big fan of. And if we go to our 65-minute uh, candle, I'll add in SPG because I do like this one. It's been on a run, um, and it's done well uh, in the past year. Um, but the 65-minute candle, uh, you're in at 129.81. Just so you know, it's trading at 129, but the 7-minute candle was 129.81. Now, um, mind you, 7,000 candles. That's a deep, that's about a five-year on this 65-minute candle uh, algorithm. Uh, it makes you 54%. The actual stock loses you 22%. So just know that's five years. Uh, it's got all of that COVID stuff in there, blah, blah, blah. If we go down to a more shallow chart and we just go back here to December, um, this makes you 10.5%. The actual stock makes you 10.6%. So it's about the same. Um, you, you have traded it 27 times. Uh, the shallower you, shallower you get on this, um, the less likely you are to kind of uh, get these moves because in a bullish stock, this is going to kind of underperform. Uh, and you can see this big move up, it didn't come all the way down. If you came all the way down, this, this algorithm would actually save you money. Um, because, but you just didn't come down. You just had these small, small moves. Right now, you're in at 129.81. The stock is trading at 129. They do have earnings coming up today. I, you know, a lot of the fourth quarter, uh, Christmas quarter, was iffy. I think they announced a dividend increase. This one has a big, big dividend. Uh, I think it's 5%, somewhere in that neighborhood. 5.55%. They're trading at a 21 PE. Year to date, they're up 10%. Um, their 52-week high is 149. Again, that's a 52-week high. That's just in the last year. That came in January of last year. Let me just make sure I can look at the, 
um, the date here on uh, Active Trader Pro. Uh, the 52 week high was on, uh, yep, February 7th, one year ago. It was at 149. So, what's changed between one year and now? Eh, eh, <laughs> uh, a lot. But most stocks are significantly, significantly down from that. Uh, you've collected a 5% dividend all along this way. So I do think that that 149 is in the crosshairs if they are still a, a significant business. Uh, I, I mean, a, a, a profitable business. Um, you can read some of these things. If we go down here and look at the insiders, the insiders are buying at 116. They're buying. This is all December 30th. They're buying at 116. These guys are buying. I don't see one sale. So, you know, make your own pick. I like it. I, I think you could make some money on this pop. SPG. If I were to buy one, I may buy more. I don't own any. Um, so I may buy, buy based on this 129. Yeah, I like it. Uh, if you have any questions, hit me up on the socials. If you made it this far, be sure to just hit the five stars. If you're listing on... um. On the uh, on Spotify or on Apple, hit five stars. Give me a review. If you are on YouTube, hit the thumbs up if you've made it this far. Um, just make sure that you subscribe as well. Have the alerts on since I do come on between eight and eight thirty every morning. Typically uh, on YouTube, I'm um, doing a lot more kind of day trader stuff at the beginning of the show. The last portion of the show is mostly my podcast, which is meant for um, quote unquote investors, people with who are driving to work or from work and want to hear what kind of, you know, uh, take a look at what my performance over the day was. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, just hit the thumbs up. If you're interested in TrendSpider, again, I have that hour-long special on YouTube um, uh, with David Yoakum from TrendSpider. It goes over everything that TrendSpider offers you. There is a whole lot more. Uh, you, get, you get to see the 65-minute algorithm being built and being tested, and you get to see my mind blown. Um, I'm, I'm customizing that one with some RSI and some other indicators to try and make it a little bit better. Um, but so far just over the, eight, uh, you know, when it crosses up on the eight day, uh, and, and when it crosses down on the eight day buy and sell, uh, simple as that, you get to see that go and watch that one. I need to put that up as a podcast as well. Um, I just got lazy this weekend. So, but your boy just did finish the week with 56 miles, just so you know. So 56 miles is the one to beat this week. Uh, if you've got any questions, join our Facebook group. It is, uh, if you go to the link tree down below, you can just hit the Facebook logo, which is right under my picture, um, the logo for the podcast. But the Facebook logo is there. The Twitter logo is there. You can follow everything. Uh, and if you have any questions you want me to go over stock, just let me know. Happy trading. Thanks, guys. See ya.